How are the uh, Monty's mixed bags going there, wine son? They're actually going really well, Monty. We're about half sold out at Cooper's, and we're about half sold out here. And we're halfway there. That's great. So that means it's already $5,000 worth for the food bank of Western Mass, which is... 20,000 meals, which is pretty so great. I love, I thank everybody for their donation. People are like, yeah, you know, this is a really good deal and you're really helping yeah. people. And I was like, right, if we sell all of these, it's $10,000. And no matter how many times you say it, you just see that people's eyes light up. They're like, this is great. Nobody rummaged through the bags looking for the golden ticket. You've caught people so, trying to look for the golden tickets. Yes, we definitely have. And not one person, not two people, not five people. It's everybody wants to kind of, and I don't know that they're actually looking for the golden ticket so much as they're like, I want to make sure I get a wine that I like. Uh-huh. And so I see a guy's over at the the tasting station and he's putting his two fingers in each bag and kind of looking around i said can i help you sir he said oh yeah i was just trying to decide which bag i want i was like well i can't really have you looking through every bag because you know one of them has the golden ticket in it apparently another one also has the half golden ticket. that's right and he laughed and he was like oh i understand i said you you kind of have to pick a color and just go for it he was like oh oh no i understand i'm a former winner of the golden ticket so (laughs) I, I guess I don't need to have that one this year. <laughs> How generous of him. Yeah. But yeah, people are coming in and they're happy to donate. It's been really successful so far this year. hundred bucks, 400 meals, bring cash if you can. It's fine. If you don't have the cash, like we'll eat that 50 cents. It's, it's not a big deal. It's all part of doing this stuff. I'm always really impressed to see the community come out in force for things like this. So good on you, Monty. Good on them for buying them. In the wine bunker, deep below State Street Fruit Store, Deli Wines and Spirits with the Wine Son and Ringo the Spirit Guide. Ringo. One more tasting pre-Thanksgiving. What are we having today? Today we've got the Dark Horse selections for your Thanksgiving table. Katy Perry selections. that song? I don't. The Gruner Veltliner, not your everyday wine selection, Gruner Veltliner and Zweigelt from Austria. Uh, so we're going to try that one. I've got a Vermentino from Sardinia, a round, fuller style of Vermentino, a little bit unctuous even. Is that how you say that word? I think so. Unctuous. And then the real dark horse here is uh, from Domaine de la Noblaye. It's 100% Cab Franc Rosé. I think Rosé is overlooked for your Thanksgiving table because it's not generally around in November. If you can't figure out whether you want a red or a white, Rosé is not both red and white, but it kind of is. It's the best of both worlds. Red wine fruit with white wine, dry, crisp acidity. All right, so what's the first one we're going to try? I think we're going to start with the Rosé. Domaine de la Noblaye. This is a uh, rosé from the Chinon region, best known for Cab Franc, 1999. That's the price, not That's, the vintage. That is correct. Yeah. Mm. This one smells delicious. It really does. Yeah. Did you, what was that? It's uh, this cardboard box that definitely has a nice fart emulation. I over <laughs> It was funny because that box made that noise, and that was a little bit what I was smelling, but mostly, like, in a pleasant way. Like your own. You know, not like somebody else's. Yeah. But also, like, fleshy peach. Totally. Human pheromones. I get a lot of that fleshy peach. Yeah. And I get a lot of that Chinon terroir, which is a little hard to put your finger on sometimes, but in a red expression, it comes through as this sort of steely minerality. Here on the rosé, it, it's not quite that, but you can tell it's Chinon. What do you want this with on Thanksgiving's table? The bean casserole with the French's onion rings on top of it. I gotta go to Captain Jack's to get my onion rings. I totally <laughs> forgot. I meant to do that yesterday. Is he still open for that? I think so. If you're a butternut squash house. Mm-hmm. This is what I was thinking. That's mashed butternut squash. Yeah with butter that's got that sweetness in it or if you maybe put a little bit of sweetness in the recipe do not add sugar just add a pinch of cinnamon butternut squash is pretty sweet like a pinch a pinch candied carrots 
Oh yeah. Oh my wife is making candy. I rare. I haven't had them in a million years, but I, I can totally either. see that. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's our second potential Thanksgiving wine? A little bit of a dark horse. This is definitely a dark horse. I don't think a lot of people think about white Italian wine for Thanksgiving. I guess maybe they will sell quite a bit of Pinot Grigio just because everybody has an aunt or somebody in their family that only drinks Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio with ice in it. But this is from the folks at Argiolas. They call this the Costa Molino, and it is a Vermentino di Sardegna. This Vermentino has an extremely interesting nose. It's yeah. almost wicked sweet and it, like explosion of fruit and flowers. It's floral, right? That's the first thing that comes to yeah. my mind. What do you think, Ringo? Because we both gave each other a look right away when we smelled oh, it. Oh yeah, it was like huge in the nose. Yeah, it's Italian after all. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I've even made that joke before and it cracked you up. <laughs> Orange blossomy. Like. Yeah. yeah. I haven't taken one sip. Same. It's been in here for, for a long time. Mm. It almost I'm smells what like... What I'm trying to do is pull my pairing off the nose for, on, the, on the Thanksgiving table. That's oh, what I'm yeah. really looking for right now. But that can be deceiving too because sometimes you smell something and you yeah. think it's going to taste great with it, but it won't. This smells like strawberry shortcake dolls from the 80s, but not strawberry shortcake. Other of the dolls that smelled. Lemon custard? Yeah. Blueberry muffin? Oh, no, wait. That'd be the merlot. Maybe make your homemade cranberry sauce with this? Like, use this in the sauce? Yeah. Does that mean we open the can and you just pour a little wine in? Yeah. Gets all in the lines in the cranberry sauce? So maybe you're not a butternut squash house. Maybe you're a sweet potato yam house. Mm. This would do that. I think so. This with turkey with gravy, even though the gravy is kind of meaty and fatty, and this is not an overly acidic wine, I feel like... You still haven't had a sip? I have had one now, yeah. Okay, because it does have some nice acidity to it. Not as much as I would expect to want with, like, a gravy, but I do think that because turkey gravy is usually kind kind of lighter and the turkey itself is so light like this if you just had it with just turkey would probably be pretty good but even with oh, the gravy yeah. i think it would be good and the mashed potatoes and the i think butter almost, doesn't everything go with turkey ultimately though i know this vermentino is not a hundred percent representative of what all vermentinos are like yeah um i think that you can get versions that are drier you can get versions that have even more acidity to them i love the roundness and the richness of this one that's why i think it'll be a little bit more versatile on your Thanksgiving table if you're willing to go for that dark horse recommendation. Well, look, maybe you're an Italian-American family and you're having Thanksgiving. Back when I was a kid, I had ravioli for Thanksgiving. I didn't even care about turkey or any of the other stuff. So maybe this would be an homage to the uh, the before times. How much is this Sardinian Vermentino called Costa Molino? Costa Molino, and it is $15.99 every day. That's a good price. Yeah. This is good. This is a fun oh wow wine. Coming up, one more dark horse white wine that might be good for the dark or white meat of Thanksgiving with the wine snobs at State Street. How many Christmas carols have you guys listened to thus far? Zero. Well, I'm in a band and I perform, so I need to start reviewing them earlier on. MGM Springfield tonight. MGM Springfield tonight. Glorious Unknown. Commonwealth Bar is one right in the middle of all the gaming. We may or may not play, you know, good old Mariah. I mean, it'd be be fun to see you do that, but next week. Next Friday, not tonight. Next Friday, but tonight, you can actually see him do it. There's a whole other major holiday between Halloween and Christmas. Yeah, the Arguing Uncle Holiday, yeah, which is like, holiday. which which is a, a fantastic time in America. But realist elections, it's always great. Yeah. Realistically, working in the industry that we work in, Thanksgiving is important. Oh, we God. have to pay attention to when Thanksgiving is and all these. So it's like it's probably not weird that in my house and your house, we're both like, it's not Christmas. You don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> What's a bigger wine holiday, Thanksgiving or Christmas? Singularly, I think as like a target date, Thanksgiving. Really? But because Christmas happens and there's a gift-giving season and all that. There's more wine drinking for Thanksgiving, but there's more wine giving 
for Christmas. We should start calling Christmas Wines Giving. For Christmas, we're talking about anywhere up to six weeks of buying in preparation, whereas Thanksgiving, it all gets compressed into like a two and a half day window of wine sales. Which reminds me, I often forget to deal with my wine situation because of the food bank march. Yeah. And then Wednesday rolls around and I'm kind of tired. And then the Thursday, I'm like, I'm going to go to the local store near my in-laws house to get wine. Yeah, you can't buy alcohol on Thanksgiving. You're going to Rhode Island, yeah. Monty. Luckily, they live right near Rhode Island, but and I didn't know that, oh, but now can. I do. You can you can go get it in Rhode Island. Yeah. See, yeah, I was I like, oh, if if I was in a, a wine emergency, I would just be like, I'm gonna go to the store and just like leave cash on the counter. I may or may not have access. You know, so. <laughs> I'm gonna rob the wine bunker. What's our last potential for Thanksgiving? This is from Landhaus Meyer, an Austrian producer. This is another white wine. This is a Gruner Veltliner, and I know we've, I'm sure, tasted a few Gruners down here over the years. Kind of a lesser known white varietal. We have three or four available in the store. They're always delightful. Kind of a nice amount of acidity usually, and I just thought that this would be a real fun alternative for your holiday table. I always think of Gruner Veltliner in the same sort of mindset as Riesling, and I think it does have some similarities, if not only mostly the bottle shape, right? The bottle shape, for sure. Tall and slender with no shoulders. Exactly. You also might get a little bit of that petrol aromatically, uh, but that's pretty much where the similarities end for me. Gruner does go fully dry up to dessert wine. Just like Riesling, right? Just like Riesling. That is true. Gruner is versatile. This is a not dessert Gruner. I sometimes will get lemon, but this is very limey. Good acidity. What on the Thanksgiving table do you think this Gruner Veltliner goes with? I think this is the clearest turkey pairing that we've offered here. Turkey or turkey with gravy or both? Still not a gravy You don't do gravy. I forgot about that. Good gravy. (laughs) What are you most excited about for Thanksgiving? Wine son's not excited about Thanksgiving. I, I am speechless. I don't know. I mean, I really enjoy Thanksgiving Day. Ever since uh, the beginning of the pandemic, our entire tradition has kind of shifted. You know, you have your family, you have your friends, you have your friends that become your family. And so last year, the COVID pod split back off and went and did family stuff last year. All of a sudden, everybody was like, I'm going out of state. I'm going here to my family. And, and this year, everybody was like... We're doing the pot again this year. <laughs> <laughs> we realized we really like to be with. We like it. It's 10 people. We're super comfortable with each other. Are you um, frying a turkey? We're, fr- we're deep frying a turkey. Oh, yeah. This year we're going to brine the turkey, which is a new twist on the deep fried turkey. Oh, man. So we'll get together like first thing in the morning and fire up that deep fryer and uh, crack a beer. It's just so much fun. One of the groups actually has a tradition going back decades now where they actually keep a book and the Thanksgiving menu from every year of their lives together is is in the book. Now two or three of those include all of us together. And so we're going back through the book and being like, oh my God, who's making this? So they're like, oh, we're not bringing that again. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I guess the lead up is what I like most about Thanksgiving. And Tissa... Patient. What about you, Ringo? <laughs> the Ringo family does it big. A little less big, it seems like. There's been a, I think a couple people have kind of uh, decided the smaller Thanksgiving was nice during the COVID times. It doesn't quite go to 35, 40 people like it used to, but I love getting together with that whole group and seeing everybody and going to Oma's house and doing the whole thing there. And You're lucky to still have your Oma. Yes, very lucky every day. And uh, I love your Oma, and I never even met her. I've never met your wife either, and I'm just totally ambivalent about her. <sighs> That's going to give her a complex. <laughs> I'm sure you're great. I just don't know you.